0: check it out. Welcome to Generation, a podcast from the Generation X point of view, brought to you by Twisted Little Gnome Studios. Join us as we discuss everything from the mundane to the insane with your hosts, Jeff, Russ, and Snapper. Welcome everybody to another episode of Generation. I am your host Jeff Morgan and I'm here with the two finest of gentlemen that one could ever do a podcast with. I've got uh, Snapper Morgan. How you doing, Snapper?
1: Hey, gang.
0: And uh, Russ Barbario. How you doing, Russ?
1: Hello. hello. Hold on. Let me adjust my uh, cravat. Okay, we're good to go. Is that is that what you call your junk? Uh
0: it's no, a family show. No, 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 sort no. of.
1: He's talking about his
0: his uh, his, uh, ascot. his ascot. His well, you know, it's different like from Scooby Doo. <laughs>
1: I have no. Idea. It's, it, I thought that they were the same thing, but cravat is actually different.
0: Well, what's a like, uh, an
1: ascot is on the outside of your shirt, a cravat goes on the inside of an unbuttoned shirt.
0: Oh. oh, yeah, like Fred did in Scooby Doo. sounds like a almost sounds like a dicky of sorts, but like kingpin. Yeah, like a kingpin. i would be personal about it, but you know. Fine. <laughs> and that's a wonderful introduction to Generation, the podcast from the Generation X point of view. We are so glad you joined us today. We've got lots and lots of topics, but before we get started, we need to say hello to our co-hosts. Russ, tell me what's been going on since we last chatted.
1: Uh, well, like I might have mentioned the last time, I've been playing the shit out of some uh, um, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've been making improvements to my island. <laughs> no, that's technically great. it's it's my son's island cuz I got the game for him. Uh, I have read that
0: people in our genera our generation, our generation are like a, lo- a sizable chunk of the demographic who play Animal Crossing.
1: Yes, and we're also, like, giant consumers of alcohol, too. Uh, so we've been building bridges. We've got new, some new residents on the island, and we've, uh, like, increased the size of the uh, Nook's Cranny uh, Island store. Anyway.
0: I think I may buy a Switch just to play Animal Crossing because I really think <laughs> Animal Crossing is my kind of game because I keep trying to do that crap in in Elder Scrolls. And it's like, you know what, I'm just... I'm no longer satisfied with murdering and pillaging and killing vampires. I just want to build and
1: craft. Yeah, there's, a, there's a distinct friends. lack of murdering and pillaging in, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, you gotta I get, mean, unless uh, yeah. you consider fishing, murdering, and, and pillaging. Yeah. Um, so well, it, you know what? Like,
0: it makes perfect sense because, you know, the Animal Crossing-style game, it, it was a staple for the Game Boy and all of those consoles growing up. So it makes perfect sense that now just a modern version of those games that we played uh, in high school and college, uh, we, we would be like, oh, wow, Animal Crossing, that's, that looks awesome. Because you know, we wasted hundreds of hours on those things.
1: I can imagine it would be pretty amazing when you're really high. I have not done that yet. Oh, yeah. uh, well, but I can we, imagine um, it being. Because it's not too complex. <laughs> uh, and you can just zone out for so like hours. Do
0: each of you have your own account, and so you have to share it, or can you? I mean, how do, how do you? In, well,
1: he so uh, it's Connor's switch, and he has his main account. But I created an account. And my daughter's is like a sub account under my account, so I can manage, you know, what she does, mm-hmm. um, and it's just. You just create an account. And you you can log in. You can have multiple accounts on there,
0: right? So but since he was
1: the first person to to start the island, technically there's some progression, overall progression that can't happen unless he initiates it. Which took me a is while. Is your to figure
0: island out. available to other people? Like yes, a, you you can can visit like visit an, an MMO.
1: Oh. Yeah. R- really? Yeah. Well you, you share your an address.
0: address or something?
1: Uh, there's a way to do it. There's like a string of I don't remember. I haven't actually done that. Okay. I, I didn't realize that it was, it was like an MMO. It's not really an MMO. I mean, you guess you could say it is. It's You, you can visit one person or one person can visit you. It's not like multiple people can. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. Join and stuff like that. So, so one of
0: you is really hosting the instance, probably that the other person can yeah. hop into. Got it. I guess you could do say they, it's a
1: massively minuscule uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, online role playing game. No, no, it not I do see that. what you did there. That's <laughs> nice.
0: Do, <laughs> That's so, right. is your island something you create, like you plan it out
1: and build it? Uh, well, that you start with just kind of a randomly generated island, and with it's you and two other NPCs, and then the guy, Tom Nook, who runs the island. And, and it's it's kind of a lesson in in, uh, in capitalism. This, I appreciate it for this. <laughs> so you take out loans of bells instead of dollars, and you use that to uh, build your house, make improvements on your house and stuff like that, and then you have to go around, you know, um, catching sea creatures by swimming out in the water and catching them or... Uh, fishing or picking up uh, shells or you know all sorts of different ways to make money and then you pay off your loan and then you can take another loan to make out more improvements i've done that sounds almost paid off my yeah it's very much like that i've almost paid off my so you build you get your house you can expand it and so it basically you have one room and it expands a little bit bigger, and then you can add another room, and then another room, and then another room, and then an upstairs. And I'm just about done paying off my upstairs improvements, and then I can upgrade it one more time and have a basement. Um, yeah. And then you just buy all sorts of weird shit and put it in your room, your house, and you can do all sorts of landscaping and mm-hmm. kind of. It's kind of weird. It's really yeah I can it'd be ve- very appealing to a stoner i th- i would think <laughs> well so, okay well whatever. anyway so beyond that uh, yeah. i've been uh i i, brought, I pulled out my sous vide machine and been playing around with that
0: I've I done did a couple too. projects
1: did you what do you mean
0: i i bought I made a, a ribeye and it was an amazing amazing ribeye. Um, I did chicken chicken's kind of woogie. When you do it sous vide, uh, and, and mine came out really kind of woogie, and we couldn't eat it was, it was like eating brain. It, right. It, it, you probably cooked yeah. it too
1: long. It just, you didn't marinate it, it in, like, uh, pineapple no. juice or anything, did
0: you? No, I didn't marinate it. I didn't do anything. Just put some some stuff on it, threw it in there, and a, an hour or so later, I was like, ah. But the next day, it was fine, and I used it for chicken salad. So everything was, everything was saved. What do you mean? It's like (laughs) brains. It's like soft, like mushy or it's just a texture, right? Sous vide, you know, does its thing by slowly pasteurizing and breaking the bonds of the proteins so that they kind of, they, they create a different texture soft. So when you take a ribeye or a New York strip and uh, you, you do that and it's just the softest velvety, Perfectly cooked and safe uh, meat because it has been pasteurized. Yeah, but Cuts when you it do chicken, be stringy, you, yeah, it, it excels. Yeah, it's at that. weird. It's that low fat. It's the low fat poultry. All right, you do pork, you do beef, it's great. But if you do chicken, you gotta watch out. You can screw it up, and it will just be gelatinous, like
1: yeah, very a,
0: very firm brain, or I very soft spam.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a boss who who told me about it. this is before I got a sous vide machine. He was telling me about it. He's like, "Yeah, we we had this uh chicken al pastor. It was marinating for a long time and then we sous vide it. And the problem is that with al pastor, it's got pineapple juice in it, which has right. enzymes in it that break down proteins very efficiently." Yeah. So, not only is it being the proteins being broken down Uh, With the pineapple juice But the sous vide is also doing its magic He said it came out It was like jello It was inedible (laughs)
0: Like like, uh, Yorkshire pudding Where it's just really the Gelatinized fat
1: of the beef Essentially (laughs) So uh, what I've done uh, Let's see, two things I've done I've got a third one that I'm going to work on I did uh, pork char su Which is uh, Chinese pork With the the bright, bright red outside of it I did that with a uh, like a a twelve pound um pork uh what a the Boston butt Boston was butt. so good, and holy shit there was so much we probably got twelve or thirteen meals out of it between everyone yeah. so um, it, hard,
0: hardcore hardcore meat you know sous vide is the way to go it if is. you love your and meat, you love your sous vide and mine came with an app you know so so, yeah, um, that minded
1: too. Which one do you yeah. have? Do you have the? Jewel the or the, the.
0: no the. Hanover, bird, something I can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, Ink bird or something like that. I haven't seen it. Uh, they they make barbecue equipment and stuff. So okay, it's like eighty. It's eighty dollars. Comes with an app, uh, yeah. Wi-Fi. It's fantastic. Uh, gives you warnings and and, and notifications. So. Um, I wasn't sure just, if it was for the bird to have Wi-Fi. While it was being cooked, because it was, yeah, no, bad. <laughs> <laughs> and easy, I also made uh, hot.
1: tried my hand at making bow buns for that, which Ooh. steamed bao buns. It was really good and super easy to make. Definitely make okay. that again.
0: Yeah. Look, East uh, East Asian food, Asian food, Korean—that's some good stuff. Yeah, that is some good. That is one thing that our generation didn't grow up with, which was a lot of variety. Variety for us—we didn't, have, we didn't was, have
1: it available to us. <laughs> we had
0: we had Fridays, uh, Benegans. basically. You know, well, we didn't we didn't even have that American. Yeah, no, I know. I not 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 in the seventies. Not in Henderson. No. Did we even have Chinese in Henderson? I do not remember us having Chinese. They they now have all those you know those hole in the wall Chinese places, but no, I don't. Remember. Right, not until we left. Uh, the first Chinese uh, in the strip mall over there by, behind Bojangles um, was—I uh, remember yes. that in 92? Yes, well, that that strip um, mall out there right at the Interstate eighty-five to get it to local folks. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> local references. <laughs> the point get being you local is that work. we
0: didn't see. Look, Szechuan Chinese food was as exotic as it got. By the time we in the eighties, when we lived in Charlotte. Which is a pretty metropolitan city, all right. So, uh, for those who don't know about Charlotte, North Carolina, giant banking city. So it's it's really happening, modern place, and uh, even back in the '80s, and even still, we didn't. You know, the most exotic you could eat was Szechuan. So it wasn't until the 2000s when yeah, everyone the was golden like, we've, era we've run out of genres. We need more. It's it's really the golden era of uh, restaurants. Uh, once we gave up sure uh, cooking at home
1: it's a globalism. So, but uh, it's all right, globalism.
0: Well, uh, what is uh, anything else, Russ?
1: Uh, yeah, I was going to tell you about all the other stuff I've been sous eating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, I, I also did uh, tomahawk steaks like super thick two inch tomahawk steaks oh my and uh, those turned out amazing and uh, I'm, my next one is going to be korean barbecue sticky ribs uh, so ribs. i'm going to do that plus i've also been uh, working on a a, a um, uh, sourdough starter because i'm gonna mm. make some yeah. sourdough bread.
0: come talk to me when you try korean blood sausage
1: okay i'd, I'd be it's into good. that good it's
0: good it's good. They have it at the Korean uh, place. Well, and good luck. You just ask for it. We've a l- bunch
1: of Asian food stores in the area. So And good luck oh, with yeah. the sourdough well, starter.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I did a lot of that over pandemic. Um, if you're doing it straight from scratch without any yeast, it does work. you just uh, exacting measurements. Uh, just like you probably have read, if you don't do it, and stay exact with the temperature and exact with the measurements. You'll just—it'll just be more consistent, and you'll—you'll you'll have the Isn't reaction. Isn't that the meme of the entire pandemic? Is uh, wanna hear about my sourdough starter? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Th- that's like the entire year of 2020 is about sourdough starter, because yeah, everyone decided, ah, oh, I'm gonna take up a hobby. I'm yeah, gonna I called. I called mine.
1: Flour was hard to come by at the beginning. Yes, yes, it at was. People were baking the shit out of stuff.
0: <laughs> I called mine Doug. It was Doe without the H. All
1: righty.
0: <laughs> so, Alrighty, so oh Snapper, what's been going on with you, man? My house broke. Uh, we had it got hit by a tree, and it was a are you, giant. Are you still old whining about old that? Oak. Yeah, you know, it hit in the middle of the night. We called it the, or rather, I did, because uh, my favorite movie of all time is Poltergeist. And uh, this tree looked like the Poltergeist tree. It's a 100 year old dying oak tree. The 80s Poltergeist, by the way, not the new one. Oh, yes, that's right. They still had a tree in the. Yes. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was uh, with um, uh, Sam, what's his name? He did Moon. He did. Uh, oh yeah, Sam Rockwell. Quest. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fair attempt, but no, to me, Poltergeist, perfect movie, absolutely perfect movie, and in that perfect movie, they have a perfectly crazy, scary ass tree, that um, my entire life since that movie is about the silhouette of that tree in the window during a storm, and how that tree's just going to come in and get you. And for the past 12 years, I've been looking up at this tree through my window, which is a sky, one of those uh, sky windows, because uh, I have a slanted uh, vaulted roof in my bedroom. And you can look straight up through the skylight, and you can see that goddamn poltergeist tree swaying in the wind in that Georgia storms. And, uh, and sure enough, I went, went to bed really late And as I was drifting off to sleep, you know, the the wind was blowing really hard from a windstorm. And then I heard it. I heard the snap. And uh, my body jumped out of the bed before I was awake. I was waking up as I was jumping out of the bed uh, with the sound of, uh, of that tree snapping at the base and uh like a second and a half after i jumped out it it, it just bisected the house and you know it, it uh, landed between you levels. and your wife yeah yeah she was in her uh, uh studio and i was laying in bed and it destroyed her um little boudoir we had converted uh one of the bedrooms into her closet and she sits in there every night, too, doing stuff. And, uh, she's, she, you know, just that night she was in her studio. If she had swamped, she'd be dead, crushed. So basically from that moment on, my life was about dealing with the trappings of modern life as an adult who owns a house and has to deal with a tree that half destroys it. It's a lot of bullshit, but all you young kids listening, buy insurance. Don't fall behind. Don't skimp on the insurance. Keep your insurance up to date. Always get a good policy. My policy, very good policy, very generous. Everything's being covered. They have an entire fleet uh, of people that deal with this in their major loss department, and they... Hold your hand through the entire thing, and if you want, they'll just take care of everything. Let's and talk about
1: escrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bitches, taxes. The uh,
0: so we're just now to the point, this happened almost two weeks ago, and uh, we're, we're staying in the mother in laws, and uh, another thing about it is um, uh, you have to be on your best behavior when you stay on your mother-in-law's. So um, <laughs> y- you you can't do what you do in your own home when you're staying at your mother-in-law's at this age. You probably shouldn't be doing most of those things at your age. You're a, you're a 50-year-old <laughs> man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's been mind-numbingly... Um, tedious of dealing with this because uh we did not lose anything uh, we're just now dealing with uh so far the price tag is going to be about 150,000 uh, that we don't have to pay because of insurance and that doesn't include all the cost of covering us you know that are outside of the repairs like the, the rentals else it covers and, yeah Rent, yeah exactly the rentals the you name it uh uh, groceries from the fact that we lost all of our food because, you know, we had to turn the power off and, you know, crap like that. So, because I just bought I like a couple say. hundred dollars worth of meat for my sous vide. <laughs> uh, well, that, I, I'm sorry that happened. I know that's been really frustrating and I'm sure we'll hear about it on multiple podcasts Six in the future. Six months. Yep. It's going to be... Until they rebuild my house, but well, I, you're I'm lucky up. it wasn't
1: a total loss. Oh yeah, I, I, I was, was kind it was
0: because at least because <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> can build a was. house in six months. So you know, what is it? Six, uh, it either way, it was going to yeah. be six months. So um, I'm houseless.
1: Are you going to miss months. all the extra shade you you don't have anymore?
0: God, oh, there's <laughs> going to be so much less shade when I'm done with cutting down those trees. Yeah, you know, just put trees that don't get that tall. You you can there are certain uh, you can do cherry trees. You can there are a bunch of different flowering trees, so it'd be beautiful. Bunches of trees that aren't a hundred and bamboo. fifty feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> you plant
1: bamboo when you hate your neighbors. Oh my! You throw it in their yard. Yes. Speaking of bamboo, I just started planting bamboo on my uh, island in uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> Well, that opens up a whole new world of possibilities of, of things that I can build now. Awesome. I'm very exciting. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> as far as with me, I'm trying to think what else might possibly be going on. Uh, it's just time to plant the garden, so I've, I'm sure I have neighbors that are wondering why my basement glows most of the day and the night. Uh, but I've got a tub. Weed. Yeah, really, I wish. Um, but the tub is, we, I figured out I could use my tub downstairs and put all my starter pots. So I've got um, uh, f- eight different types of, cu- well, two different types of cucumbers, eight different plants. So that way I've got backups in case one of them dies. Same thing with the tomatoes. And I've got peppers. And I've got all my, I got a bunch of uh, compost delivered to put into my garden. But it won't stop freaking raining and i know you guys up that way are getting ice and snow th- for a lot of this but
1: eh, we we were we we were planning on it i i went and got i mean i keep like five five gallon tanks of gas uh for my uh generator but it also uses propane i've got five tanks of propane mm-hmm. made sure all that was you know I, I filled up and everything and we got some more food and it rained a little bit, and it was icy this morning, but now it's, it, all the ice is melted, so it's just wet. Oh, well, <laughs> we we're lucky. At least it's
0: safer. So yeah. other than that, though, not much going on, and hopefully things will clear up and we can move forward. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and kick things off then. We are go for liftoff in T-30. All right. There's been a lot going on in the news lately, just way more things than we could possibly cover here today. So we're just going to grab a few things from our list today. Uh, Big news today, we successfully landed Perseverance, uh, the rover on Mars. Uh, I don't know if you were able to catch it, Russ. I know that uh, Snapper and I were watching it uh, at our respective places via YouTube. Uh, Did you get
1: to catch it, Russ? Uh, I mean, I saw some updates on Twitter. I was, it was really a... Uh, I did start following, apparently, the, uh, the uh, what is it, Perseverance mm-hmm. rover? Yep. Yeah. Uh, has its own Twitter account. Yes, so it right does. Now, I, I started <laughs> following him, and now I'm getting updates that way. Yeah, it, that's a good way of doing it, actually. It, it
0: really is. It, it was spectacular. Now, SpaceX set the bar really high. For a good broadcast, and they've been doing it since the very beginning. But NASA you know, brought it up, uh, brought it their A-game, they had a lot of different speakers, they had a lot of graphics, and in fact, they put so many sensors on this particular one as it came in, so they could monitor all of the telemetry data, and they're relaying it through the existing orbiters that are already going around the planet. So, and we're going to be getting hours and hours of data over the next couple of days, but they were able to then feed that into an animation- that showed the craft as it was coming in on Mars and they were able to pivot it around to see it from different angles and then when the parachute uh, report came in the parachutes opened on the animation I, yeah I, i'm looking for, yeah i would have loved to have had that as a uh desktop application yeah, exactly and once they get it more real time to where they they can animate it more smoothly and somebody out there will do that with the data uh being able to almost feel like you're there maybe even watching in a VR uh, environment would be neat but uh, so it did land successfully the first couple of pictures have come back because now on all of the countries put these what they're calling engineering cameras on the uh, on the spacecraft itself so you're getting lots of visual data of the outside of the craft so they can keep an eye on it but it also is providing some of the first pictures long before you would normally get pictures back from the cameras that are folded up and protected these engineering cameras can show you what's going on. And we're going to be able to get a nice animation of coming down and landing. And I don't know. uh, These times are great. We've got China's got one. They're going to be dropping, I think, a lander off of theirs. We just did it. The UAE just put one in orbit. So it's the banner time for uh, Mars exploration. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see it. When that that little little helicopter pops out, I I can't wait to watch that. Didn't they put cameras on the outside? Of the, of the lander, so they're, they're actually going to see the landing. Yeah. Yeah, that we should have footage of, of the surrounding area as we come down.
1: Yeah. I heard that the first order of business, it was going to travel to an old river basin.
0: I haven't studied enough uh, of the mission and yet. And
1: check out, see if there's any, like, sign of microbes or something like that.
0: Yeah, they landed in a crater that used to be a lake. They could tell that uh, in the history of that crater, it was a lake for like a long time. Yeah, like a few million long years. Long enough to... Yeah. yeah, and so we, we know here on Earth uh, that, that there's, there ought to be tons of life. In a lake. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, if, if it lasted that long, then that gave life a chance. Even if it dried up, hopefully we'll be able to see evidence in some of the surrounding areas. But I mean, it's still a crater. It was a lake in a crater, uh, obviously melted from the impact. And I think there's some delta features that you can see. Uh, just just excited. So we'll be talking about that in a future um, podcast, almost certainly. Let's see. Also in the news going on this week and causing both stirs on social media as well as in the regular news, there was terrible, terrible storms that uh, we mentioned just a second ago with North Carolina. But uh, in Texas, uh, I know that in Austin, a couple of games that I follow, the developers of those games have all been you know, severely impacted. Uh, that, one of the games that we used to play, Shroud of the Avatar, the guy who's running it now, had a tree fall on his car, and while he was out dealing with it, seven more trees fell on his property and hit his car again. But these are much smaller trees, so I know things are rough out there, but something about the way the— Uh, electrical grid uh, has been set up in Texas that makes it very non-standard. Texas apparently wanted to be separate from the federal grid so that they weren't subject to federal regulations concerning the grid. So they're an isolated power system that's run by um, private companies. And whether you... uh,
1: Is it completely by private companies? uh, Yeah.
0: I don't believe there's any regulated or nationalized entities in there. That was something that they bragged about. But... um, in this particular instance, I think the the biggest issue was first off, it got so cold that that uh, natural gas couldn't be pushed through the pipes, and that's something that yeah uh, you know, a lot of northern states do know how to deal with. There there are things you can do for it, but I understand Texas not planning for an event like this. I mean, this is a once in a while event.
1: <laughs> it's not. Sh- I mean, it's shocking how cold it is, and I'm sure they're, you know, are they going to spend like the extra money on insulated piping and. Uh, yeah, when uh, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, they'll never need it. So.
0: so, well, I mean, it's regulation, which is you know, if you want to be on the power grid, you have to you have to mitigate. You have to put in mitigation uh, technology. That you know, and the idea is, when's it going to snow? In, but this is actually really important. Texas. We have built a just in time, that, and it's a greater thing. And I hope to do a, a, a larger podcast in the future, but. Our power grid, in addition to being um, unsafe, but really in a, uh, it's security, it's very insecure, and and what people could do with it, we really don't have a storage capacity. So we're really a just-in-time system where we push power to where it's needed almost instantaneously, but we don't store power so that you don't have to have rolling blackouts. And I know we talk a lot about Elon Musk and his Powerwall technology is really just a UPS for the house. It's meant at more of a localized storage for power, but we really should be pushing to get these storage systems, no matter how expensive, even if it's expensive in times like this when both fossil fuels failed and um the wind the windmills failed because as you said Russ there's really no point in building in deicing if icing is not a normal problem But although they may need to look at what's cheaper, the de-icing technology or whatnot. But even still, the renewables only generate about 10% of the energy. So even if we didn't have the storage capacity, only 10% was actually lost. I'm not really sure what went wrong. It just has to be mismanagement. So that'll be a very interesting story to watch unfold.
1: But there's a... Well, I mean, it's certainly something to watch. I wouldn't call our national grid something to aspire to either, because it's woefully oh, uh, out of Absolutely. date and and <laughs> and really open to hacking and all sorts of stuff. There are all, lots of points of failure, and uh, we need a lot of work done in that as uh, well. There's I a agree. lot of
0: work. The uh, there was a there was a, I don't know if it was Arkansas or something. There was a water treatment plant that got hacked, and the hacker actually managed to change the amount of lie mm-hmm. that is put in the water and uh basically tried to poison everyone but they caught it but it turned out it was like an it was an unmodified unupdated windows 7 computer yeah that they just forgot about that was running that was attached to their internal systems and and all the very nature of government work is that you're gonna they've never really proven to be on top of the ball when it comes to technology uh anywhere. With the exception, oddly enough, of Georgia's public services on the internet, we've actually got a pretty damn good uh integrated system. Anyway, uh I I, I you know, the, the national grid Batteries, man. That's why. Well, about. there needs we to need be some batteries. type of storage technology, mm-hmm. w- whether it's carbon uh, nanotubes, whether w- some of these new lithium, and solid state, I think types of solid is, state, uh, solid state batteries. We need to have. We need to have this because there's no mm-hmm. reason, whether it's fossil fuels or renewable energies, that we don't have the ability to store it long term. And yes, each house should have their own long-term storage so that yes russ has a sure. generator but if he's also got two days worth of ups built in the you know typically you can get regular store uh, service restored in that amount of time and then you could use your generator to recharge those backup batteries and that actually can kind of help um standardize the technology so it doesn't matter what you use to
1: hell if i had the money i'd have a built-in generator like a built-in generator that's connected to my you know electrical mm-hmm. that we I looked into it when we were of out of power storage, for three days. Expensive. I looked
0: into it. <laughs> i would say that again, Russa. Yeah,
1: it's super expensive. Yeah. If I have a system like that, battery and a built-in generator, probably cost like 20, 25 yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah exactly. You
0: could, you, could do the, you could do the built-in generator thing. Not, not as, not as, it's not as expensive, and there are tons of do-it-yourself no it's, it, it, no, it's the I storage. Know, the, if the, you were NASO enough to do it yourself. <laughs> I'm
1: talking about with a battery yeah. ba- battery system. Yeah,
0: you can well, actually buy those things at Lowe's and Home Depot or I, I've seen display units yeah. that are combo, yeah. So,
1: uh, yeah, but that costs you like minimum 8 grand, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh, definitely. which is out of reach for a lot of people when <laughs> you have other well, stuff you got to pay and, for. And that's <laughs> we
0: well, it, it takes a modern approach, you know, we you if even if we went completely to renewables, 100% got rid of fossil fuel It does no good if you got a shit infrastructure that can't handle, uh, you know, once in a hundred year weather events because Mm -hmm. that once in a 100 year weather event, uh, I don't care about the once in a hundred. I just know that my life is on the line because I'm going to freeze while I sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And,
0: and, (laughs) uh, with upgrades of that, we can, we can definitely care for that, but it's, uh, it's become kind of a hot potato issue and and like for example, right now they're they're dealing with um, folks pointing blame trying to use this to Uh, make commentary on renewable energy or even the Green New Deal. And I I think those are distractions and that we need to not be distracted by. The real issue here is something was being poorly run. And if nothing else, if fossil fuels are so super awesome, then they should have been there to save the day. So since we know they're there, I mean, it's Texas, for God's sakes.
1: It's the home of oil. I think no oil comes from anywhere but Texas. It's, yeah, why was there a breakdown? I, I didn't get the whole thing. I, was it because the Austin area is wholly reliant on renewables? Or was, is there other, some other, other breakdown that oil and coal was is not being used there? Uh, no, or that's or the claim, that's
0: and that's on? the claim put out by the governor on, on Fox News and uh, Dan Crenshaw that they're just, you know, I hate to say it, Sounds partisan, but they were lying. They were at, They were telling untrue. Yeah, it wasn't even that they were they misrepresenting. Were that it was all renewables' fault, and it wasn't. And it's demonstrably provable. Even at the, where the problem, even at is. the ten percent, um, that that's where it falls apart. Is it's simply only ten percent of the infrastructure. The other ninety percent.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, a lot of. I think it has to do with the number of local providers of electricity. And how they service their own people. And, and in cases, it's a rolling blackouts, like we can't provide enough energy. And everybody there is running electric heat, probably, because they, there's not need to have, like, fireplaces in your apartment because it's not something that you need all that often. So they pro- most right. places probably don't even have uh, gas. Like, my furnace is gas. But if it were electric and all of those people were doing that, that's got to be just as heavy as running A.C. on a, ba- on a hot day. Right. Sure. So...
1: Well, i, I have we have I guess it's called a heat oh, you- it does have gas, but it, it's you know electrical for air conditioning as well, but in that obviously wouldn't the fan wouldn't run if the power goes out, but we have a a gas fireplace so we, which is in the middle of the house, which we can run yeah I do I did I mean, too the It produces cold.
0: zero heat it turned out my gas fireplace was a hundred percent decorative
1: really I, was I, electri- I, I mean just fake electric basically watching a yule yeah, log on TV.
0: Yeah, it's basically these these uh, a lot of these gas fireplaces. They don't produce heat uh, because it's just yeah. It's got the bricks around it. The heat goes straight up unless you and, have a fan uh, that pulls it out. Yeah, that's right. You ha- you can you, you, if you install it yourself. Yeah, mine has that. Uh, and, and these are later additions. These are later modifications that will take that heat and super pump it straight out. But I I, I couldn't believe that. I was like, ah, oh, we're going to be fine, baby. Yeah. We got. I, I, I remember you were out <laughs> of power for a while. Uh, we've been very fortunate. We've only been out of power for maybe a day when that tree fell. So, and that was, that was probably it. It was a cold day, but it, it didn't get that bad. I mean, it's getting so cold that water, the water pipes are bursting everywhere. And You know, it's just the way the Northerners like to make fun of Southerners. I get it. We don't have to deal with it very often. And if we lived in the North, of course, you have the ability to insulate your pipes and your windmills continue to turn. And Texas is just going to have to balance the need to be independent with the need to be dependable. They keep
1: an extra set of, like, snow tires. Yeah, <laughs> extra. Oh, sure. Extra you, bag you of live salt. That life, you
0: know how to do yeah. it. You know, it's no time. Yeah, but maybe. they'll
1: come down here during the summer, and they won't stop talking about how hot it yep. is. oh no, I know. <laughs>
0: uh, I know. I tell them I don't. I don't go out in the heat. Whew, <laughs> <laughs> it sure is hot. Oh wait, that must mean there's a hot take coming up. Um, the the whole GameStop thing. Uh, Russ, I think I think you mentioned it uh, in our show notes uh, prep session. Right. What, what were your thoughts about that?
1: Okay, this <clears throat> aggravated me to no end because not only was I seeing what appeared to me—I could be wrong—as the little guy sticking it to the man, which I love, sure, because fuck yeah. hedge fund man- managers and banks that run roughshod over, uh, over our money. Waste it ne- and never have to, you know. Fucking two thousand eight came and went, and nobody did a day in prison for what? Yeah, happened. Very frustrating, right? And so I see this, and it's like uh, a bunch of guys got to get a bunch of guys got together through this Reddit group um, uh, game, what, Wall Street bets, and was watching what was happening where these hedge fund managers will short. Sell stocks in companies that seem to be doing poorly, and I knew that GameStop obviously was having problems because the new um, sort of uh, business model that the the game developers and the platform developers ha- have done—you know—they they made their money on buying and reselling games. Well, that it's not really a thing anymore; it's becoming less and less a thing. And most of the employees, when you go in there, complete assholes. But anyway, so <laughs> uh, what they did was they they said, you know, we're going to screw these guys because we're going to drive up the price. They're trying to short it. And, and I'll just go off on a quick tangent here. Hedge funds and hedge funds managers produce nothing. They are scumbags that live off the demise of, companies trying to make money that actually produce something you know whether or not you want to whether you not you agree GameStop actually produces anything they certainly provide a service uh, but anyway so they got together said we're going to drive up the price of stock we're going to start buying the stock and the hedge funds lost their shirts I mean I, I've seen I've, I've seen some estimates they lost like 50 million dollars no, $50 billion, $50 billion over the course of a couple of days. But the fact that I saw people in the media come out and start demonizing these people, saying even saying stuff like, oh, they're white supremacists or they're a hate group. Or you even had uh, Jimmy Kimmel on his show saying, oh, did you hear about these... Gets this group on red these redditors that were like buying up stocks and disrupting the stock market probably, or he said probably or possibly Russian disruptors. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, you know, manufacturing consent through the, through the media before my eyes, you had hedge fund managers coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, these, these guys are, are destroying, you know, making a mockery of the market and, and, and everyone else is like, no, I see what they're doing. They're not doing anything illegal. That's the thing. They, they weren't they doing are, anything
0: illegal at all. They were buying. No, we were buying. That, that's buying all Buying stock. Isn't that what happens if you buy right. the stock?
1: And they're saying, oh, they're manipulating the market. It's like, well, we, uh, no, they're not manipulating the market. They're doing – The market is reacting you know, to their actions. Totally legal.
0: Yeah. Short selling is fund inherently managers, is an amoral act you know yeah. because you are banking on them failing and right. by the very act of what you do when pe- people monitor these short sells as a way to gauge a company's uh health and right. if a company well, is not, trying to on. pull themselves back out and then all of a sudden i read stories of of these hedge fund people using the short sell and and they and they are financially backed by Large institutions; these are the institutions that actually run companies, that own right. companies like Robinhood and stuff oh, like that. Robinhood's uh, just a
1: branding. I haven't even gotten to Robinhood yet. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll keep going, Russ. <laughs> Still on my rant. So, so not only are they short selling, but they are at, they are actively manipulating the market through mm. going. They'll go on CNBC and they'll say. Oh, if you got stock in this company, I highly suggest you dump it. They're they're going down the tubes. You know, sell while you still have a chance. Now there was a I can't remember the I should have had notes. There there was a guy uh, who at the beginning of the pandemic went on CNBC and went on a screed about uh, the hotel industry is gonna is gonna uh, take a huge dive. It's gonna it's gonna go to zero. Like, basically, shit, uh, shit canning, uh, right. or telling people that the 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 hospitality industry is dead. Get out of uh, uh, your stocks that you have in hotels. Well, in the meantime, he's buying up all this yeah. cheap hotel mm-hmm. stock after he's just told everyone to get rid of it. If that's not market ma- manipulation, I don't know what is. Now, let me talk about Robinhood. So, this Robinhood app, which I didn't really know about supposedly was going to democratize trading. Apparently through them, they eventually got uh, – um, what do you call it? Um, where the, the trades are actually free. They're commission-free trading, right? right? And, but it turns out they weren't making their money from the people that were supposed to be their customers, the people that are doing day trading and, and stuff like that, just individuals. Their real uh, customers are the hedge fund managers mm-hmm. who are buying the data of their other, c- quote, customers to see what they're doing in order to, you know, make their I read bets. 70% of their business came from hedge managers, yeah. Right. And the fact that they, they stopped all trading – no, I'm sorry. They didn't stop trading of GameStop. They stopped you from buying. You could sell – but you couldn't buy. Right. That is absolutely stinks to high heaven of market manipulation. And then they come up with some bullshit. It's like, oh, we needed to, to uh, we needed to see what was going on, and we're trying to protect people. And it's like, no, you're not. You're the only people you're protecting is you're stopping trading, so all of these hedge fund managers can get all their ducks in a row and try to unload. Uh, And 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 cut their losses because they were they were taking a bath, right? It's a way to. It's it's almost a
0: way to discover which companies out there are playing that kind of game, that manipulation of the stock market game. Because, like you said, Robinhood's branding that whole idea of democratizing—that's bullshit. They they have a they created a product fractional share buying. And uh, they made it very easy, almost gamified uh, to use the app. I have it. I've got, I I bought stuff on there before. Really, it's a really good app. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is the people that run Robinhood are the same people that have always run these hedge funds, these uh, stock brokers, the people that come up with these interesting products and how they to do that, that buying and selling of the data, these are done by companies that are hired by all of these apps and stock brokers. They're the ones that execute the sales. You know, there's always a middleman. There's always a middleman. That's just how business works uh, of people that specialize. And, you know, Robinhood's not on the trade floor of the No, they're know, just an API stock provider exchange. probably. Right, you know, but they're, they are they are... Created and funded, and the DNA of of their business is mixed up, you know, with the very people who got caught out. Like you know, because I agree with Russ hundred percent. These sons of bitches, you know, they they, uh, they it is an amoral or immoral uh, thing with the short selling, and it, and it, now you know who plays that game. Right. You know, so it's actually kind of a good uh, uh, leak test. You know, see where the dye comes, like an ink dye test,
1: to see where the water goes. I, I, I honestly think that short selling needs to be outlawed. Uh, I think so too. It, it is it is not productive. It does no one good except the very ones at the top make money without producing a fucking iota of anything. Pro- that people it re- can use, you know, a service a product. It incentivizes. Right. They stone make the money suckers. off the fees. It, it, I mean, it's,
0: it's It incentivizes crazy. failure. First off, you are betting on failure, which is the antithesis of the market. The market is betting on success and hope. And what we want to do is, we do we want capitalism to reward someone who bets against somebody, especially in an era where it is so easy to create a false. Air of uh, rot, as you were saying, it is easy to manipulate, and someone could manipulate it by buying a lot of stock. That is also manipulation by buying a lot of it. But that's the whole purpose: is if I want a lot of it, I should be allowed to buy a lot of it. That's what supply and
1: demand is. Right. That's
0: why the price of anything goes up.
1: So right, yeah. and I mean the stock market is a game ultimately. But the problem is, who's going to play a game? Who's going to continue to play a game? that they think is rigged. If you think it's a rigged game, people are going to stop playing it. That, and, and I'll go off on this a little bit. I only know this you know, t- tangentially. But more and more people are saying, oh, I see what's going on. We're going to start investing in crypto. Now I'm hearing of YouTube channels and people on Twitter and people on Facebook getting their accounts banned just for talking about crypto. Hmm. I, I, you know I, this is this is anecdotal evidence, of course, but I think that there's a concerted effort to keep the game afloat. you know what I mean Especially. So, that that may be a, a, a conspiracy theory, but well, no. uh, I do know of some channels that have been banned because they were just the only thing they can think of because they hadn't done anything you know weren't talking about trans rights or 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 child pornography or anything like that. A conversation about cryptocurrency, and then boom, next thing they know, three strikes against your well, channel instantaneously. When you start
0: taking, messing with monetary policy, which crypto strikes at the heart of monetary policy by freeing, freeing money or something of value from the Fed. So it's definitely, we should definitely do a whole thing about cryptocurrency because.
1: Uh, I'm going to have to get up yeah. to speed on it because I'm really stupid when it comes to that stuff. Well, okay,
0: hon. Time to take them bandages off. It might hurt a little.
1: <laughs> That's going to leave a mark.
0: So we've got one more. It is one of those crazy stories you just don't know how to feel about or what to think about it. I mean, you've got your gut reaction, but there's probably a lot more to it than meets the eye. So, Snapper, what are you here to talk about? Gorilla Glue Girl, but in a slightly different thing, because I went down a, um, I went down a rabbit hole when I was looking into this. It's the whole culture of, uh, uh, TikTok and Instagram uh, explainer videos that center around, uh, fashion, beauty, then, you know, uh, whatever themselves. Everyone's got a gimmick. Everyone iPods. wants to everyone wants to be seen. I, I understand. It's lonely out there in the universe. We just want to matter. And uh this this young lady uh used gorilla G- glue spray adhesive in her hair instead of actual hairspray. And um it had been stuck that way for a month because she used to use this other industrial strength, you know, hairspray, um she's African American woman, beautiful, and she does hairstyles and things like that and uh the stuff that you use helps you create these sculptures. These, you know, works like a of sculpting art. glue. So I'm totally down with that. But she accidentally used the gorilla glue spray adhesive and her hair was like that for a month and she tried to uh, you know, she was documenting, like t- how to get it out. Even uh, had a bad reaction, uh, w- had to go to the the hospital, and th- that's when it really kind of blew up. Uh, and the rabbit hole, and it turned out okay. Uh, using science, they they were able to dissolve it with uh, just a combination I of chemicals. She
1: had chemical. to go to surgery, huh? Didn't she go into surgery? I, I I just know. Yes, that a, she went into surgery, Nigerian, and
0: they they essentially cut it off at the. She probably had had enough time for some of the hair to grow out a bit, so that they could trim underneath it. Well, yeah, mm. but uh, they had to get the glue out, and they uh, used some science, and they and they got it. You know, the point, the rabbit hole happened is this entire uh, influencer culture. Or um, focusing on uh, uh, makeup videos, hair videos, crafting, uh, knitting. That's a big thing. And the food videos, along with uh, life hacks. You've all seen them. Uh, TikTok is really good because TikTok only, only lets you record a minute. All right? So people put together... Those rapid videos of uh, demonstrations. And uh, it turns out that there's a whole movement, not a movement, people can be, people want to make a buck. So someone's going to create a business, whether it's the idea of short selling Mm -hmm. company stock, or it's making a business out of doing fake explainer videos. Those Life hack videos and uh, the crafting videos and a lot of the food recipe ones where it's overhead and they're just doing these quick cuts, of throwing food in bowls and and spreading and cooking. And it's some ridiculously 30-step process. And then at the end, it, yeah, it looks beautiful. And it turns out a lot of that is faked. And um, there are content companies in St. Petersburg, Russia and Macedonia and uh, other places where it's just a big room with uh, like YouTube stations with tables and overhead cameras and lights. And they'll have like, you know, a group of people because they don't have to narrate it. They just add music and titles for all the all the, the jump cuts. And they're just producing that shit and making money off of the advertising. And it's and it's crazy because like these videos combined with very, very clever manipulation of the algorithms and and social media, you know, they get millions of views, so they get the ad revenue. And it's all crap. It's like worthless So it's uh, just mass produced chum. Yeah. It's just chum you know it's 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 the uh it's the clickbait articles of the fake news websites that are just uh you know just chum and whenever your wordpress site gets hacked it immediately gets replaced with nothing but penis pill ads and gucci purse ads and just chum and this is internet chum and that's that's what happened you know you know you got people wanting to be an influencer that's fine and then there are other people that Make the platform be the revenue generator itself, whether rather it's rather than the content, yeah, short selling stocks using market manipulation, or whether it's, um, I'm gonna create and and you know, this doesn't just happen, this also happens in children's videos. Uh, there are thousands of children's videos of uh, oh, um, public domain nursery rhymes and weird characters uh, saying nonsensical things, hours of this auto-generated children's content. Well, I mean, that's uh, it's something that anybody could do. You've uh, talked previously about how the Ghost Hunter videos, how that's become an industry. Uh, we should have expected this, that it's quick and easy to do content. I know we have a relative who does um she does makeup videos for she's a reseller like an avon reseller but of a different brand i think unique and um so yeah i and as you said everybody just wants to be heard they want to have their moment uh to shine i am a little bothered that some people are trying to reproduce the gorilla glue thing themselves because they think somehow that will make them viral uh Yeah, I don't sure. Should we try to stop those people? Someone got killed last week for trying to create a viral video. Oh, the the Um. robbing thing with the machete. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I am. I I mean, it's almost as it's almost as bad as the dude who told his girlfriend to shoot him while holding a book to stop the bullet. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: oh, there's also the guy. I think it was in Russia, uh, and it might have been on Twitch. Where, as a joke, he, in sub-zero temperatures, uh, made his pregnant girlfriend stand out on the, the patio, on, on the balcony, and she froze to death.
0: Dear Lord.
1: I mean, it's just, you know, how am I going to... Oh, I, and it's like his, his, the people who were watching it were like, yeah, do it. I'll pay you 100 rubles or whatever it was. Weird.
0: You know? well, I'll have to look that one up. I'm sure that, yeah...
1: yeah. Yeah, that was be- the last Because when you think, see how quickly things the
0: freeze in, the, in those kinds of temperatures. Yeah. No. Right.
1: What we will do to be famous. Well. I think Gorilla Glue Girl was, she's an <laughs> idiot. Plus, she, she started a GoFundMe, like, immediately after and got, like, 20 grand just from that. Yeah. And it- I think she's. It, I think she got a job. I don't know something related to the fashion industry. You're or talking something. about Gorilla Glue. So, someone hired her. It's like, why are you doing this? You're just encouraging bad behavior.
0: Well, uh, well, she she has like a lot of followers, right? Uh, this girl, and uh, was she a TikTok? I, the I didn't Gorilla know that Glue she was, the, was uh, an accident, I think, in her right. case. Um. It's what the internet does with the the story the going viral has become uh, uh, a business model it, a a a very well organized and, uh marketing ploy and uh the, the of course the funding that comes through advertising uh that kind of thing it's not that different from from other Quite frankly, what happened in 2008 with the credit default swaps and, and, right. and other very unique financial instruments, they call them. Yes. Something for a topic for the future. All right. For the future. Okay, folks, thanks again for joining us. We are, you know, what, we're going to try that again. Three, two, one. Well, you've done it again. You've spent an hour with us. We hope that you have enhanced your understanding of all things from a Generation X point of view. It still sounds the same, a little bit cranky, a little bit older, but damn it, you should be listening to us. So, guys... We're going to go ahead and head out here. We're going to be back next time with a lot of great topics. I want you to keep an eye on Mars. Mars is definitely the happening place over the next couple of weeks. Whatever, tell you what, we'll, we'll head out with what are you two looking forward to most in the next couple of weeks? Snapper, you go. The vaccine. That's a great thing. So it certainly ain't going to be my damn house. That's going to be a while. <laughs> so I'm hoping for more vaccine. All right, Russ, how about you?
1: Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, my wife and I are celebrating our ninth wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we couldn't remember that it was our, we thought it was our eighth. (laughs) Yep. Pretty much after (laughs) seven. We're like, wait a minute. Has it been nine? I was like, holy shit. Yes. So we got that going on. Um, other than that, not a whole hell of a lot. Just doing, you know, working from home and taking care of, uh. And your, and your and your, your island, it. and you know managing exactly. my island so Well, good luck. With, just got to make those. Good luck bells, with man. your
0: island because, you know, no man is an island, but you can have a lot of fun while you're visiting Sometimes
1: one. The All
0: <laughs> right, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you
1: next time. I am Jeff. I'm Snapper. I'm Russ. Hi, Mom. She <laughs> watches the show or listens to it. <laughs> Say hi to Diane. Hi, Diane. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of a
0: creeper way of saying it. I apologize for that. You've been listening to Generation, a podcast brought to you by Twisted Little Gnome Studios. Your hosts today were Jeff Morgan, Russ Barbario, and Clyde Morgan. Recorded and edited by yours truly.